0: Hey, this is Dustin Ibarra, and you're listening to the Mad Scientist Party Hour.
1: Hello there, friends!
2: Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft, joined by a man who forgot to put on his pants and underwear today. But he's definitely remembering to jack his boner right now. That's Dookie Boy the cocksucker himself,
1: Jeff Clark.
3: What the fuck? Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> man, shots fired right <laughs> off the get
2: And transmitting to us from the glory hole inside Castle Grayskull... Skeletor's personal
0: bearded fuck doll known as Shuddy Boy. Yo, he came in real hot today. Like I don't I thought I was getting off light at first, and then nope.
2: Actually, my my intro became pretty cool. I like that
0: one. He,
3: he, fainted, a, of,
0: he fainted a jab and caught me with the uppercut while I was dodging.
3: Yeah, are you more offended that you what? are He Man's fuck doll or that He-Man's clearly gay?
0: Well, it wasn't He-Man at all. It was Skeletor.
3: Oh, I thought you said He-Man's beard fucked
0: all. No, he said Skeletor's bearded fucked all. Never mind. Skeletor's a villain,
3: right? So it's okay if he's gay. (laughs) Right as I was saying that, I was like, oh, that's probably It would
0: be okay if anybody was gay. Uh, Or the villain. (laughs) But in canon, (laughs) He-Man is not. Skeletor is a thing for evil in. Hard to say, though.
2: He probably butt-fucks Beastman all the time. And, you know, he's he's a skeleton, so his penis is probably just, you know, the usual cartoon de- depiction of a bone. Like yeah, a leg bone. Like a femur. Yeah. Damn, fucking Skeletor's packing heat. He's got a
3: femur. In his leg. He's got a femur in his pants? He's got three femurs? Fe- femurs the longest bone in the human body. <laughs> It's one of the few smart things I know.
2: I actually just watched um, the live-action Masters of the Universe for the first time. Oh. Because it was... It, it like, bounces... I don't
3: know how I about that noise, Shuddy.
0: (laughs) I'm glad Kevin watched it. He probably... If (sighs) I had to guess... I'm not going to look at Letterboxd. But if I had to guess, Kevin had it, at best, a a two-and-a-half dicker.
2: Uh, I don't even remember. And it was fucking last month let me see it's it's one of those movies that like bounces in and out of streaming and it came back to it was on hbo max for a while then it was gone for a while and then it came back and i think it's fucking gone already oh yeah i did give it two and a half dicks
0: that's actually you know as somebody who's seeing it as an adult for the first time i feel like that is a high rating
2: i'll tell you what um even though you don't it even was... have it marked as watched on Letterboxd, Shuddy Boy. Uh, I think <laughs> my biggest issue with it is that a majority of the movie fucking just takes place on Earth. And Courtney Cox, just random human character, way too much screen time. I feel like if it took place on what's their planet called, Shuddy? Eternia. Yeah. I would well, have liked planets
0: it. actually Eternos, but Eternos. Know.
2: Yes. I would have liked an Eternos-centered He-Man movie. It kind of takes you out of it when they're fucking running around Los
0: Angeles. So, Cyborg starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. That script originally started out as the sequel to Masters of the Universe. No shit. And then the production company scrapped it as masters of the universe and reworked it a little bit. And that's cyborg.
2: You know, the, the guy that directed cyborg, do you know what other, um, masterpiece he directed?
0: Um, mean guns. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. He just Um, died recently. He did very recently. Cause on the most recent episode of what the fuck did I just watch? Dom brought him up, and I started talking shit, and Dom was like, well, he's dying. I was like, oh. Um,
2: oh, so there was already word out that he was, it wasn't like a sudden death? He, he was just like.
0: It, from what I gathered, he got ill quickly, and while he was in the hospital, his wife had asked for fans to send letters for her to read to him. Ah. Uh, and then, like, a couple days later, after Dom said something to me, I saw that he had died.
3: Person some liquor out. Or maybe pour
0: out
2: the contents of a pee-pee poo-poo bong for making me watch Mean Guns. We don't talk
3: about that anymore, Kevin. Did, 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 <laughs> oh, was a Christ. little
2: part of you of your sadistic side happy when you saw that new Shuddy Boy?
0: No, not at all. You're not that bitter? I'm not, no. He has never personally <laughs> wronged me. But I was like, oh, thank God he's gone.
2: Like I saw that news, and you were the first person I thought of. I was like, "Oh, wow, the guy that did Mean Guns," because he he was just like a big cult movie director. And i had I've never seen Mean Guns. I've never seen. I've never seen Cyborg.
0: I've never seen Cyborg either. But I Maybe think that's that his... we can have you on. What the fuck did I just watch for that movie? That'd be fun. Is
3: it is it bad enough for Dom to entertain?
0: Let's see what.
2: Well, he's. Him and Mark Rooster have both viewed it. So has uh, Stevie B. Um, it doesn't have a, a good five rating. 5
0: out of 10 on IMDb right now.
2: And it translates exactly over to Letterboxd with a 2.5 out of 5. 1989, Albert Pion's Cyborg. I love it when you look it up on
0: Letterboxd alternate titles. Masters of the Universe 2, Cyborg.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't look like it's streaming anywhere, but Mark Rooster gave it four dicks, and Dom gave it three and a half.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Nice.
0: I bet you one or both of them own this.
2: Probably, yeah. A martial artist hunts a killer in a plague-infested urban dump of a future. (laughs) Wow. What a hell of a setup. I always find it weird, you know, with how many fucking streaming services exist these days, that there's still shit you just can't watch anywhere. Like, I literally had to go on eBay and buy a DVD of this kung fu movie I've been wanting to watch for a while. And I'm pretty sure... It just came in the mail and I'm pretty sure it's a bootleg. <laughs> so that's a bummer. Why don't you just have OP? Find it. I haven't been able to like get on that that server.
3: Oh, he kicked you it, off? I think it like booted, sure every- subject, huh?
2: Well, I think it like booted everybody and then you had to like do something to get back on it and I just I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm stupid old man craft. I know how to work. Oh. I know how to work movie rentals on Prime, and that's that's about it. That's as far as I go.
3: Um, I don't think I've ever not been able to find a movie on streaming.
2: Yeah, but I like weird shit. Right. So,
3: like, old kung fu
2: movies, old samurai movies. I signed up for a free trial of some fucking weird streaming service that you can get through Prime just to watch this kung fu movie. And... These fucking guys must have just bought a bootleg copy of the DVD, ripped it, put it on their streaming service. It fucking skipped like a motherfucker the whole way through, like the last 20, 25 minutes. Blew my
1: mind.
0: Well, that's a bummer.
2: I mean, since we're on the topic, we can go into movies that we were able to successfully
3: watch. I was going to go see Knives Out Tuesday, but then I had some basketball that I was betting on, and I I found out that it's going to be on Netflix in like a week. So I was like, fuck it.
2: Yeah, I think like two days before Christmas,
3: it's on Netflix. Probably be like a Christmas movie for me then.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm planning on watching it.
3: I broke Um, my tradition of going to the movies every Christmas a few years during the pandemic, I think. I think I broke it for that Matrix... Both. revolutions was it was it revolutions no no right.
2: resurrection
3: yeah I that's it honestly one of the worst movies ever produced that was bad that was really bad i didn't like that especially at all. especially given like the expectations and i mean i went Sultan. in with a
2: very low expectation
3: yeah fair enough but i mean it had keanu and it was a matrix movie you know just figured didn't
2: have Lawrence figured. Fishburne the fuck
3: That's true and they had a they had Morpheus and they had no Lawrence Fishburne huge yeah. huge mistake um but i think that was the first non theater christmas movie non theater visit uh christmas movie that i've watched so not gonna i'm not gonna get back to the fucking I'm probably never going to go to a Christmas movie again, actually, now that I think about it. At least not until I have children, if that if that would ever happen. Is that Cause, just because you hated the Matrix so much? No, it's, it's because the NFL football has decided to make Christmas more of its thing now, moving forward. It used to just be the NBA, and they would have like four or five NBA games, and I could talk myself into missing an NBA game because there's 82 of them in one season, plus – like a 20-plus game playoffs. But with football, there's only 17 in the regular season. Yeah,
0: but there's no game on Christmas. Yeah, there is. No, there isn't. I'm almost positive there isn't.
3: Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're having a battle of of the buttons. Who will win? I feel like I'm going to win this one. We, I mean, they definitely moved in on Christmas last year with the Vikings.
2: Do you think these athletes that have to play on Christmas games are bummed out about it? No. Even the parents? talked about
1: this.
0: There's three, you're, there's three on Christmas. You are right. But most of them are on Saturday. Just because just, it's a Sunday.
1: Pussy.
0: a lot of them to Saturday.
3: But they the decided Christmas a few League. years ago, they're just like, fuck <clears> the NBA. We're not giving you guys Christmas anymore. We're taking it. And it started like two years ago. And it was like a whole initiative. But we talked about this, I think, recently. Or not recently, but.
0: Neither one of these games, none of these games are important, except maybe the Packers game. It's, was it, Tampa Bay, Arizona? Broncos, Rams, who are both three and nine right now. <laughs> to be fair to the, to the NFL.
3: When the schedule makers originally did these games, they felt on, pa- on paper they look good.
0: Well, I mean, the Rams were the defending champs, or yeah. are the defending champs. <laughs>
3: Broncos just got Russell Wilson. Miami was, I thought Miami was going to be good the whole time. They are good. Yeah, that's Green the Bay.
0: only game that might be decent, especially if Green Bay wins these next couple. And Christ, how did
2: it. we get to this horrible discussion?
0: Well, because we were talking about movies and I transitioned us to football. Sorry, sorry. Kevin. I actually I actually hijacked it cuz I don't
3: know I was just talking about my usual or <clears> the <throat> end of my Christmas tradition of going to see a movie. But to answer your earlier question Kevin, no, I think it's fucking sick for these guys to perform like play on Christmas or Thanksgiving. It's a standalone game and that's like But all like, these
2: guys they're like go, not even being there for their kids
3: on Christmas. What the fuck their kids are in the stadium, the kids, the kids are probably having a sick time, right? I mean, it's it's an experience very few people can actually have. And oh, I'd be like, furious as a child. No, all these all these guys grew up watching sports, caring about sports. So, like like me, this is what they did on their holidays. So, the fact they get to play oh. in like an island game, it's called like a standalone game. Like it's fucking sick, dude. Do you think it's any like any professional
2: athletes have disappointing kids like me that? hate sports and love video games
0: absolutely 100 percent.
3: i mean dwayne wade's kid is he, he's he's yeah, excuse me she now transitioned from a boy to a girl isn't dwayne reed a pharmacy in new york
0: yes but he said dwayne wade
3: yeah oh he's a basketball player he married to gabriel union who you might know who's he black Gabriella, um, U-
0: Gabriella Union. Gabriella Union. Oh,
2: here. oh! I thought you were talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who's the fuck? What did know? I say? You said Gabriel. <laughs>
2: yeah, I thought you were talking about the guy that played Satan in uh, End of Days.
3: No, not Gabriel Byrne. <laughs> I love that guy.
0: <laughs> and it's Gabrielle Union not there's no Ella, but yeah, not Gabriel
3: <laughs> man that
0: my
2: brain was so scrambled, I thought a pharmacy married Satan
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh well, he's married to her, but no there's of course there's i mean, yeah, there's kids that don't follow in their parents' footsteps and like in sports,
2: yeah um, but anyway i did i I went to the theater last night. Cause I wanted to get sneak in a movie right under the wire for MSPH recording time, and uh, there's actually a decent amount of stuff in theaters right now that I want to see. But
0: you I, went and saw Violent Night.
2: I did. I called an I called an audible. Like I was talking to Carl. I'm like, all right, these are the options, and I could tell Violent Night. I could just see it in her eyes. I could read her. That was her bottom choice there's that new fucking Timothy Chalamet movie where he's a cannibal, which could have been a fun review since Jeff hates cannibals and probably
3: Timothy Chalamet.
2: Oh, excuse me.
3: I don't, I have no beef with Timothy Chalamet. He was pretty good in. Don't look up. He was in Dune as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like that movie was pretty good and I'm, he was the leading guy, right? Or well, Mm -hmm. more of an ensemble, but like, he's the main guy. Yeah. But I
0: thought like, he was the one in love with Zendaya without even seeing her.
3: Yeah. I don't, I don't remember his performance being all that sick in that one, but I I liked him. Don't look up. Yeah.
2: So that, I think that was the front runner. There's a new Spielberg movie out. Um, that new Disney CG movie that's flopping really hard right now had a sick fucking trailer. Strange World, like right up my alley, but they did no fucking advertising for it. I saw one trailer for it in a movie, and then I've seen no press whatsoever until all the headlines were like, oh yeah, this new Disney movie's bombing pretty fucking hard. I don't know. I thought it looked sick, but yeah, we ended up seeing, I was like, you know what? Jeff is working on a Christmas movie bracket, so I feel like I need to see this, and I could s I could see it in her face, she was bummed out, but that quickly changed. Cause holy shit, that movie kicks fucking ass.
3: Really? Yeah. Wait, Carl Carl enjoyed it too? Yeah.
2: Like Really. Loved it. Like laughing the whole f- way through. So we sat down and she we get we get in our seats and she's like, Oh god, I hope this I hope this isn't scary. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about this isn't a horror movie. She's like I thought it was a horror movie where Santa's a slasher. I was like, "No, no, it's like it's like Die Hard where Santa is John McClane." And she was like, "Oh, okay. All right." And it's it's David Harbour from Stranger Things as Santa. And the story is he's off, you know, delivering presents on Christmas Eve, and while he's delivering at this mega mansion of this in- insanely wealthy family it gets overtaken by terrorists led by John Leguizamo who want to steal the $300 million in cash sitting in the basement vault. And basically, Santa has to try and save the day and murder all these bad guys. And it w- fucking ruled.
0: i like, was surprised by that.
2: Good action... Really funny. It's dirty and filthy. So it's got a little bit of a bad Santa element to it. It's basically if you crossed home alone with Die Hard, which I believe was the elevator pitch for it. Yeah. That's what they went to the studio execs with. Yeah. And it worked. I was I was I was like, you know what? I feel like this movie has a low bottom. Is that the phrase?
3: Like a low floor, high ceiling?
2: Yeah, yeah. I was like, at worst, this is probably going to be like a 3.5 dicker because...
3: Oh, so high floor, low ceiling. Like you thought the bottom couldn't be so bad, but the the top couldn't be so great, but it would probably be okay regardless.
2: Yeah, I was kind of anticipating like a 3.25 to a 3.75, like a margin of a half a dick. And... It was it was fucking fun, man. David Harbor was awesome. He was so good as Santa. John Leguizamo was a great bad guy. The fucking the matriarch of the family, the the grandma, the the rich evil cunty grandma, was fucking Beverly D'Angelo, mm. who took me about twenty minutes of her being on screen before I recognized her because. She hasn't really done much. I think the last thing I saw her in was either Vegas Vacation or American History X.
0: I would have thought she was dead, honestly. <laughs> like she's, you would have she's... heard about Al Pacino's wife dying.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think they're married anymore. Or maybe
3: they are. I, don't I know. had no but... idea they were ever married. I never, I never knew that, actually.
2: But her voice is like super deep and raspy now. She must smoke like 20 cigars a day and inhale them because she's raspy as fuck. But she she did a really good job. Uh, the little kid in it, she was awesome. A lot of times little kids in movies, it can be fucking annoying, but I thought she did a great job. And the violence was good. There was a lot of cool hand-to-hand combat, some great kills. Like There's a point in time where these mercenaries' reinforcements arrive, so there's like a whole army of them. And Santa with a sledgehammer just fucks these people up like to the point that his only weapon no he's so he does some hand-to-hand combat uh he uses christmas decorations as weapons for kills (laughs) and then so mild spoiler this version of santa used to be a viking warrior so there's like a couple flashback scenes that show him as a viking and his weapon of choice was a hammer So he finds a sledgehammer amidst all of this chaos and just obliterates people. And then there's a a scene where he finds ice skates and probably kills about 10 people with the blade of an ice skate. I'm telling you, like, this is definitely in my Christmas movie rotation. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would, even though I was completely on board with the premise. Excellent one-liners. Very, very funny. Very balanced. Um, and then, you know, the it ends very strong. Like, there, there were a couple of lulls where they could have cut a scene here and there and chopped the, the runtime down, because I think it's like an hour and 55 minutes. But strong fucking finish. Great movie. The final kill. Holy shit. Two thumbs up. I feel like we've brought this up a few times in the past where if you have an action movie, especially an R-rated one, I feel like the kills used to be great. Like uh, the way Wesley Snipes dies in Demolition Man. You know, frozen solid. And then Sylvester Stallone just fucking karate kicks his head clean off his body. Awesome death. True lies. The fucking terrorist rolling off the wing of the plane, his backpack getting hooked on a missile. Schwarzenegger.
1: you fired.
2: Poof, hits the fucking button, launches that missile through a building and into a helicopter on the other side of it filled with bad guys. Hall of Fame kill.
3: Come this trigger
2: This is a Hall of Fame kill. This is like, the bad guy always used to get it in such a bad, gruesome way. Hans
0: Gruber falling out of Nakatomi.
2: Sure. I feel like a lot of times now the hero will just like whoop the bad guy's ass and then he stands over him and like puts a bullet in him and that's it. This brings it back to the fucking just excellent action movie Final Death. Um, the good old days. I think I just talked myself into sucking 4.25 Santa dicks. I
3: don't know. I, I felt like it was going to be a higher grade based on how excited you were but as part of it... Is coming in with pretty moderate expectations. Yeah, where did uh, where did Carl rank it? Four. So she did eight, though, right? She goes out of ten.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did um? Why won't she come around to just doing out of five?
3: I think
2: early on, I was always curious about her ratings, and I think she was aware that we re- rate movies on how many <clears> oh <throat> dicks we would suck. So I was trying to just, like, not remind her that that's how we review movies. So she's like, oh, what would you give that from 1 to 10?
3: It is, it is, a, it is a bad luck.
2: So
0: it was, it was you. It was one of your things that yeah. prompted that. Yep. Got
2: it. But, yeah, I was, I was surprised because she's not, like I said, said she's, not, she's not a big Christmas fan, and she doesn't like stabbing stuff. Like, people getting stabbed really makes her wince and look away, and there's a lot of stabbing in this. And I was expecting her to be like, yeah, that was okay. But when we were walking back to my car afterwards, she's like, that was awesome. Um, Does it crack your top 10 Christmas movies? hmm. I would need time to reassess and make a list. But it has a strong chance of of doing that.
0: Um, Are you going to buy it physically when it comes out? Yeah. Yep,
2: it's in the rotation. And I don't want to have to risk signing up for some weird fucking Amazon channel to stream it in the future. I want total control. By the way, I did see it at the AMC. Garbage people! <laughs> fucking garbage people! I'm telling you, if you picked any screening at any AMC across the country, locked the doors, and burned it to the ground, the world would be a better place.
0: Heaven. That is not something to joke about.
2: How dare you, Shuddy Boy. I'm trying to make the world a better place here. These fucking garbage people
1: at AMC's.
2: This,
3: some motherfucker brought their kids to a movie called Violent Night. Eh, it is a Christmas movie. That's one of those fringe parenting decisions. It's a, it was I a think.
2: 9, 9 p.m. showing on a Sunday night, and you All brought right, children. Is-
0: Yeah, no, that's not a fringe parental decision. That is a poor parental decision.
3: You didn't write any goddamn parenting books.
0: If it was a 7 p.m. or earlier showing, I would be on your side, Jeff. But a 9 p.m. showing is for adults.
2: These kids were so young, they couldn't stop talking, despite the parents shushing them. Like, they talked the whole movie. There's a part where they straight up say Santa's not real. Santa's a lie that they tell children.
3: The kids
0: said that. No, no in, the in the movie. movie. Oh, but like, then Santa shows up and is real, so maybe that you know. Yeah, maybe it just like solidifies their yeah. belief in Santa.
2: Nah, I don't know if that's if that was the takeaway. I don't know if that's what happened. I mean, they drop C bombs in that movie, insanely bloody. Like, of it's all a the art oh yeah oh yeah is there any titties in it no titties but santa does get wasted puke off of his sleigh and it lands on a lady's face that's kind of (laughs) cool definitely not a kid's movie these motherfuckers talking through the whole thing then somebody starts towards the end starts snoring at a shutty boy level volume Like definitely somebody in
0: there by themselves. I
2: I don't know if they were by themselves, but nobody was nudging them awake. And I could tell they were far from me and it was loud. It was sleep apnea level snoring.
3: When we went to go see the menu, Bill, I was in the middle of Bill and Cheech. And I guess Bill had like a couple next to him. And the guy that was sitting next to him was just like breathing so loud through it like he's just wheezing and like that's just like his natural like I was just him like living just being there watching a movie oh yeah just like breathing super loud
2: I've sat I've sat next to one of them before
3: one a, of them a wheezer yeah, he was
2: pissed yeah if you if you can't if you're a loud wheezer streaming's a thing stay at home
0: yeah or Don't. sit up in the top corner by yourself it's one of those things, though. I mean, I don't know, like that kind of person.
3: Probably, I, mean, I, I, I didn't get a look at him. I'm Assuming he's fat, probably has trouble flying and doing a lot of regular stuff. You know, it's probably he's gotta, he's probably miserable about it. So, you know,
2: dude, and then you when know, we take away the movies
3: from him too, that's that's tough. When
2: the when the movie ended and the credits started rolling, you know, the house lights go up. We got up, we're walking out. There was a couple, a different person, a couple, two of them, passed the fuck out in their seats in sweatpants. And it was one of those theaters with the recliners, so they had the legs out, and they were both on their sides, curled up, sleeping. Just through the credits, the last 20 minutes of the movie have so much gunfire and explosions and loud noises, and these motherfuckers slept through it. How old were they? They were wearing. I, mean, I guess it's tough to see. They were wearing sweatpants. They looked, uh, you know, borderline lit. So maybe in their mid to late
3: twenties. Okay, younger. Yeah. Man, I guess they must have really hated the movie, huh? I wonder what their Letterboxd score is.
2: I don't know, man. Or they were wasted. It's a tough movie to hate. I'd love to get your guys' thoughts on it because I thought it fucking kicked ass. It was so much fun.
0: Is it?
3: Is it going, is it streaming anywhere anytime soon or is it a movie a theater only? Theater only. You know, I might be into a Tuesday movie tomorrow since it's discount movie day. I'll, uh, I'll throw that into the fellas ear, ear holes and see if we can pull the trigger on that. I'll look it up on Fandango right now. Did since you guys, you're giving us such a strong review.
2: Did you guys see anything in the past seven days?
0: Uh, I, we both watched a doc, a true crime docu-series on Netflix.
3: Yeah. I'm sure this Um, one's way different from the others. Stop it, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking watch comic book movies and superhero movies. They all on the fucking scene with the superhero winning. This one actually did kind of have a somewhat unique ending.
0: It did. Um, Um, Tell it, them what we watch. It's called the Texas Killing Fields. And it's
3: part of a, the crime scene series, which is a bunch of Netflix. They've got a few of them. I think one of them was the... Uh,
0: the Cecil Hotel, which we all watched. That was oh, one. Okay. okay.
3: Um,
0: Three episodes, all fi- roughly 50 minutes long. Not a long watch. About the... I 45 corridor between Texas, uh between Houston and Galveston in Texas, where women have gone missing in large numbers since the early 70s. And then in the early, in the mid 80s, uh, five bodies, Jeff, is that, or was it four?
3: I don't know, several. Four or
0: five bodies showed up in the same spot. Dead and decomposing, and it was all younger women, uh, two of which weren't identified at first. Uh, and then it just proceeded to happen until the late 90s until they Jeez. finally started catching people. So, th- yeah.
2: th- this was like a dumping ground for multiple serial killers?
0: No. <laughs> it was. Oh, a- that's what I thought. No, because. I don't think it was a one guy. So the Calder Field, the one that started it, the Calder Field, that was one guy they think at this point. Calder but, Road, right? Yeah, yeah, Calder Road, but it, um, but there were other serial killers also. To, yeah. So there were at least two serial killers working in that I for, stretch of I forty-five in the early eighties to late nineties.
3: Where your family's from?
0: Correct. <laughs> where they transplanted to we're not from there like that's yeah. where they but and they, they were living there when there it got it, when it got good yeah
3: sure what well, in relation to when those bodies were found when did your family when did your family move there
0: i mean i was there the summer of 1996 for almost two months and how many and people you did you see murder a single
3: dead person did you
0: no I, but, I don't even remember anything like that happening well the I guess the next disappearances didn't happen until 97, so I wasn't there for it. Dude,
3: when you think about it, the Texas police are just completely fucked. Like, they they kind of suck. Like, this, the police department of League City, there's a few, like, shitty little towns that make up the area that they're talking about. One of them is called League City. And their police department was a fucking just abomination. And they sent no one to the Netflix documentary. Like, the FBI had had at least one agent there, right? There was a bunch of different, like, analysts or insiders with knowledge. And
0: League City was
3: like, no, we're good. We're not not answering any questions on this one. Well, that's
0: because their take on it at first was that, oh, they ran away. And then... And then it, they wouldn't look where the parents asked them to look for bodies, which is exactly where the bodies ended up being. And then their take on it was kind of like, well, you know, they were runaways. They kind of had it coming.
3: Yeah. Like, their original take was, yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll probably be back in a couple of days. They're just kids being kids. And then... And then, yeah, when they found up dead, it was like, well, you know, like we said, they're runaways. And the parents are just like, no, 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 we told you they were kidnapped. We told you <laughs> the day that they were kidnapped, they were kidnapped. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, my, like there was a couple of different families they covered who seemingly were good parents and had great yeah. relationships with their and kids. And <laughs>
0: the, the, the first girl that they really focused on. Like the police's take was, oh, she was a bartender at a bar. She obviously went home with the wrong guy and got herself killed. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just like, like shit happens, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, sometimes yeah. you make careless decisions and you have to deal with the consequences. Is kind of what it's like that League old City's... that like
2: Simpsons old that old Simpsons bit. Like, ah, what am I supposed to do? You expect me to police the entire area?
0: Yeah. Like... Yeah. And it uh, really, the police really didn't get their shit together until and really start working the cases hard until the late 90s when a 12-year-old girl got taken. (laughs) Like When it was all like older teenagers and young 20-somethings, it was kind of like, well, you know, they probably did something to get themselves in trouble. And then it... 12-year-old girl disappears and like everybody rallies around. Like,
2: oh, fine. All right. I guess we'll do something. You happy?
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, that's how that shit
3: works, though. Well, at least it did, right? Um, This is the third crime scene series of the series. Did
0: you see the one about the torso killer? The
3: the Times Square killer? Yeah. Yeah. That was the best of of all, all three of them. I like that one, but like the, like the Times Square killer, um, this Texas killing fields, they kind of, they kind of tell you the, who the prime suspect is early. And there's just no way this guy isn't somewhat involved. Right. With one of the, what's his name? Clyde Hedrick or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that guy's guilty as fuck. (laughs) Guilty as fuck. Um, as a matter of fact, they threw him in jail. They <laughs> he actually did kind of find him guilty. Um, so yeah, but he, but getting he out like a Bob Bill Cosby technicality.
0: He, yeah, he originally went to prison for a little while for abuse of a corpse. Oh, did he fuck yeah. it? No, that's what I thought at first. Uh, yeah. But um, in 1985, he took a woman home from the bar And according to his story, they went swimming in a quarry. (laughs) This is the most egregious
3: police work ever, Kevin.
0: This is terrible. Like, yeah, listen to this. (laughs) And when they finally linked him to it, his story was, oh, she drowned in the quarry, so I put her in the truck, and then I dumped her on the side of the road. Here, let me show you where she is. And he drove the police out there, and she's like, under a pile of trash, decomposing, and they just get it. They can't get him for murder.
3: No, oh, the, the, no the good, so, all right, so the story, to to kind of drill down a little deeper in it, so he, he like, picks this girl up from the bar one night. Uh, I forget her name, but she's, Alan like, in Decent. her mid-20s. Um, picks her up, and she just goes missing. And she was there with like one, one of her friends, and one of her friends like kept asking, like, "What happened? What happened to her? Like, well, why is why is she missing?" And like, I, supposedly the guy just got so annoyed with this girl asking her. Oh, that's he, right. He it's drove so- her to the body and okay. showed her the body and was like, "Hey, if you keep asking me, this is going, or if you tell anyone, this is going to end up happening to you." You're right. And she was scared shitless, obviously, didn't tell the cops for like six months, eventually told the cops because of like the, the climate or the geography of the area and all like the water and stuff, like the body like decomposed further and they didn't have like the benefit of like forensic science that they do nowadays. So like they couldn't really investigate or like do like a complete autopsy and find our oh. cause of death.
0: So. Death. So that, that blows my mind because you come to find out that in 2012, they exhume the body and the woman's skull is caved in. (laughs) How the fuck did the medical examiner miss that? A giant crack in the skull. Yeah. And see, and there's no pictures of that part of the skull in that. So it's like the medical examiner was just like, I don't want to deal with this. No cause of death can be found, and there's the the crack in the skull isn't even mentioned,
3: right? And the like the body decomposed, so theoretically, it's like all that you really have is a skeleton. Like it should yeah. be, pretty, like you should be staring at it. Like oh
0: yeah. well, there's not. You don't have to like remove the skin because it's gone already. Like you should she, see.
3: She didn't accidentally drown. She had her head bashed in. Like that's how she died. Like I don't know. It was yeah. Like the League City Police Department is just terrible but eventually when they yeah like he said when they exhumed her body and they found well i guess okay so to back it up he got the abusive corpse charge because she, th- that girl's friend ratted on him to the cops he obviously was like well he's like yeah you know i i she died i didn't want to be accused of killing her so i hit, i i i dumped her body there and because the police department was so inept They gave him abusive corpse, which does sound better than murder. And he only served a year in jail. Just like it's it's sickening. Like, honestly, they're like the 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 League City Police Department has so many has so much blood on their hands. It's fucking crazy. They pretty much you'd almost like have to think, you know what? Maybe one of the killers is a police officer. Maybe maybe that's what it is, actually.
2: Sounds like a bunch of chief Wiggums.
1: Yeah.
3: Wait. What's that from? Simpsons. <laughs> um
1: Chief Wiggum is that like a, a Native American casino or something?
3: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I like so wait a second. Um I, I thought this was I thought it was better than the Cecil Hotel, not as good as the Times Square Killer one. I really like the Times Square Killer. Um I would give this one probably a three seven five.
0: I agree. I agree. It was it was a not an easy watch, but it was it was only like I said three fifty minute episodes. So yeah, I banged it
3: out in one night. You did too, right? Or no?
0: Uh, no, it took two nights, but just for brevity. Yeah.
2: What did the the rest of the ladies in your um, true crime club think of this one?
3: Well, I hit up Carl. I put it on her radar. I was like, "Yo, Shuddy just." Shuddy just told me about this awesome <laughs> new doc. You got to check it out too. She's like, Oh, I haven't, I haven't heard of this yet. I'm going to check it out. And then she just never, never, never filled me in after that. Yeah, maybe about. if she
0: had a boyfriend who was really, was willing to be into things that she was also into, we could get Kevin's opinion on this.
2: We watch different things that she's into. We watch instead. He have been watching you watch Violent um, Night. We, we watched Violent Night, but we also watch Wednesday on Netflix
3: Is that like an Adams Family spinoff or something? Yeah. How did you like that? Have you reviewed it already? I'm sorry. Oh!
2: I apologize. I'm drinking a lot of beer this episode. Um, huh. uh, I do like it. There's weird things. like, um, So it is basically just Wednesday in a boarding school, like a boarding high school for people that there's like werewolves and there's I I don't know how they made this leap, but there's fucking Medusas. There's like a whole race of Medusas. So there's fucking like werewolves, Medusas, and other, you know, supernatural beings that go to this boarding school. And every now and then, you see Morticia and Pugsley and Gomez. They, I haven't gotten to the episode with... Oh, what's his face? Fester, yeah. But I guess... Fred Armisen plays Fester and Catherine Zeta-Jones is Morticia and she's, you know, she's decent. She's passable. Louise Guzman is Goz- Gomez. I really like Louise Guzman, but yeah. does not fit as Gomez Adams, especially because they do the whole thing from, you know, the movies where he he's the, the two of them are just fucking nuts. It's like, Tammy and Ron Swanson the second they're around each other they're fucking dry humping <laughs> each other's legs and watching Louise Guzman do that shit to fucking Catherine Zeta-Jones you're just not buying it like he's gotten so large and round that like he can barely even hug her with his fucking
3: beer belly cock blocking him
2: Dude, but they remember when he was just
3: in that movie uh waiting when he was just hooking up with just that missile bartender
0: yeah Yeah,
3: there is a precedent for that. I was just going
0: to say he's got a history of out kicking his coverage, out kicking his coverage for sure.
2: Yeah. But I mean, the Wednesday series, it's it's like got a young adult CW vibe to it. But I I love those fucking Adams family movies so much. And what's her? Jenna, Jenna Ortega. She's a she's a great Wednesday. She she she's got a good look. She plays the part well. And there's definitely those those one liners that the Adams Family movie is filled with where they're just like um like oh this is this is like sticking needles in my eye. Which I'll be doing later for pleasure. Ha 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 ha. You know. A lot of those like morbid bait and switch one liners. And they're good. And it's got its good moments, but it's got that fucking CW shit going on, so it's it's not great, but I'm not watching it like, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not getting my arm twisted into watching it. It's, it's worth a watch. It's fine. I'm enjoying it. It's just not great. Um, I, did, I did, however, though, I got to go to a premiere of a new series. So my cousin Amanda, who's, I guess, really big in the, the cosplay world, she gets invited constantly by Disney and Marvel to all their premieres. So I see on her Instagram, she's always dressed up at the premiere of the Big Marvel movies. like she was at Wakanda forever, she's at um, Doctor Strange 2. she's on the fucking red carpet taking selfies with all the stars and all that shit. And she hit me up and she was like, "Hey, tomorrow I'm going to the Premiere of the Willow series for Disney Plus. Do you want to check it out?" And I was like, "You know what? Yeah, I'll fucking go to that. Like, all my time working for SiriusXM and working in entertainment, I've gone to one premiere in my whole life, and it was for dinner for schmucks. (laughs) That fucking goofy Steve Carell movie. So I was like, sure, yeah, I haven't gone to a premiere in 12, 13 years or whatever. I'll check this out. And I I know you... That suit you
0: wore was sharp as fuck.
2: Oh, yeah, my fucking, I got to dust off my Hugo Boss suit that I bought a year ago. And if I had known about my uh, upcoming financial issues, I would not have purchased that suit. If I knew I was getting uh, unemployment for Christmas, definitely would have held off on that one. But, um, Jeff, you, I, you've you never seen Willow, correct? No.
0: No. Shuddy? Not. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh like that. I saw Willow in the theater, buddy. So did I. And I, I Willow holds a very <laughs> special place in my heart. I rewatched Mad it. Martigan.
2: Yeah, I rewatched it the next the following day because I was like, it's been a long ass time since I've seen Willow.
0: It has been a long time since I've seen Willow, also. Dom and loves it.
2: It's still fucking great. It's still a good movie. I'm I'm blown away. That that was a PG movie. It was, it was 1988. I don't know if PG 13 was around then, or if they just had different standards. But that's a fucking that's a rough movie. Like there's the the war scenes with people getting slashed and stabbed, and there's a lot of a lot of death and blood. Pretty heavy because I, I mean in 88 when that came out, I was either five or six.
0: I was six.
2: It's a heavy fucking movie. But the, I don't know, the series, I was kind of like, all right, I'm into this. It's going to be a bummer because obviously Val Kilmer can't really do much anymore in the ways of acting with his, his cancer stuff. And they, you know, they even for his few lines in Top Gun Maverick, I believe they had to generate his voice artificially using fucking AI or something.
0: Yes, that is correct.
2: He can't even talk. Uh, but they they introduce... New characters, which, of course, is always like, ah, Jesus Christ, here we go. And some of them suck. I'll admit that. Some of these new characters suck. Especially the younger ones. Because they do... um, Val Kilmer and... Sorsha? In the first one? They kind of fill in the time gaps where, you know, they end up together, they have two kids, and now Sorsha is the queen of whatever this imaginary realm is. I forgot. And her two kids are both pretty insufferable. There's like the fucking girl who's like, you know, I'm too lit for this. I don't want to marry. I don't want to be in this arranged marriage. My life is so hard. Meow, 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 You're like, oh my God, you fucking suck. And then the son is like, uh, uh, how do you describe this pussy? It's kind of just like a, <laughs> like a long-haired bitch. And he's just known throughout the realm as a pussy crusher. And it's like, ah, man, this guy sucks. This, this guy stinks, but I'll tell you where it kicks ass. The fucking villains. Holy shit. The villains are cool.
0: So when you go to a premiere for a TV show, how much of it did you see? They showed two episodes, which they, it
2: premiered the following day on Disney plus with two episodes. And my cousin oh, was like... Oh, I didn't like,
0: realize it was out already.
2: Yeah, yeah. It came out the next day, and my cousin was like, yeah, a lot of the times when I go to these series premieres, they'll show whatever is about mm. to drop plus an episode. So she was like, we might, we might get to see three episodes. But they just showed two. Um, it was good. It was decent. I've, I've seen some people are really pissed off and trashing it, and it's probably because one of the new characters is either bi or a lesbian, and that triggers people. Uh, but I'm that I was really happy to see a new addition to the cast is Ralph Einstein, who I think is an underrated actor. He was in game of Thrones. He was the dad in the witch, the horror movie just got that fucking terrifying, deep, bassy crackling voice. Mm -hmm. And he's awesome in this. um, Warwick Davis, I mean that dude fucking rules. Warwick Davis is awesome, and it's just great seeing him back as Willow. I didn't even realize how young he was. He was either seventeen or eighteen in the first Willow movie.
0: Was he really?
2: Yeah, yeah. If you look at his birthdate and line it up with, because I think he was born in nineteen seventy, and Willow came wow. out in eighty eight, and he has. I fucking- didn't realize that. He has like older kids in the first movie, so it's like, did yeah, he, did he was he like cream pie and chicks at 12? <laughs> like, willow loves magic, hates
3: pulling out. <laughs> it's a cream pie enthusiast, which just, is my favorite Kevin Kraft term. Just dumping
2: loads. Um, but I don't know it, like a lot of people were bummed out by it. The critics liked it. I feel like the audience score has been tanking and it's probably due to
1: people being like, Oh, what a chick kissed a chick. That's woke.
2: I don't know. Call me old school, but I'm old enough to remember when a chick kissing a chick was fucking cool.
3: Were they hot chicks?
2: Ah, it's that fucking like kinky haired ginger girl with all the freckles that they keep casting her as a badass and all these things, and I'm like, I'm just not buying it.
0: Like you The girl from American Pie? <laughs> no, not, not <laughs> Natasha. What the fuck is her name? Natasha Leone.
2: No, is she was she was like the bad guy in the um Falcon and Winter Soldier series Yeah. Boy.
0: like I'm just, no, I know who you're talking about.
2: She's not a bad actor. It's just like if you cast me in a movie as a badass, you'd be like, who's this fucking? Dorky bitch. This guy's—I don't buy this guy as a badass. You either have it or you don't. Now, I don't know. I just don't buy her as a badass, and she's a badass in Willow, and she's like smooching chicks, which is which is cool. But they did—they did, they did the, this thing where when the the second episode ended, they showed a preview that was like this coming season on Willow, and it looks fucking sick. I'm telling you, you might have to like pinch your nose to get through the first two episodes. I didn't find them that bad. But holy shit! I think it's only an eight-episode season, so there's six more. It looks sick. These villains are fucking cool.
0: So I'm, pumped. I'm definitely excited to check that out.
2: I'm pumped for the potential of it. And I, I don't know. I don't know how many people there are that are like Jeff that were just like, yeah, Willow. What the fuck is a Willow? Like
3: I don't give. A I shit mean, about I've never this. even seen it. So like, I mean it, the. The, the the movie.
2: Do you consider yourself a Val Kilmer enthusiast? No.
3: I don't hate on Val Kilmer, but I'm, not, I'm definitely not an enthusiast. It's a good... It's one of Val
2: Kilmer's better roles. Mad Mardigan.
3: All right. Oh, There's no ice Man, but fair enough.
2: Yeah. Man, really sorry about all this belching. I'm just trying to... This is a tough show for me to get through. This is the anniversary of my dad dying. So today's, today's a rough day. I need, I need alcohol on my side to get through this one.
3: Well, alcohol, alcohol is always there for you. Oh, yeah.
2: Sapporo's always got my back. And then I fucking, you know, I wake up this morning. My first thought is like, oh, God, here we go. This is going to be a rough day to get through. And I check my phone, and my sister's like, hey, you know, Uncle Tony died yesterday. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Him and my dad were like best friends, same age. Went on so many adventures with those two when I was young. You know, last time I saw him was at my dad's funeral and just, I loved him so much that, you know, one of the worst days of my life, I saw him and my heart just like lit up. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, there's Tony. Went and gave him like the biggest hug in the world. Love that guy. And then he fucking dies the day before my dad's one-year anniversary. Just nuts, man. Man, it's just, I don't mean to bring the show down, but for fuck's sake, I need a goddamn win here, man. This has been rough lately. Well, you won the
0: championship at MSPH Wrestling a couple days ago.
2: That's true. I'll drink to that.
3: Yeah, Carl's still got your back. That we know of. I think getting her to watch (laughs) your shitty, stupid movies that you're interested in is, is an accomplishment. Oh the the
2: conversion is damn near complete. She's coming to the dork side strong. And she doesn't even <laughs> notice it. My master plan is working.
3: Can't wait to call her a nerd.
2: Yeah, I need to I need to find fucking employment quick. I oh, think no. I've reached that point. I need I think I need therapy. <laughs> I think
3: I'm wait, there. Employment
0: or therapy? therapy i know need he to- needs employment so he can go to therapy i i yeah. connected the dots you were putting down Kevin. oh he needs to be able to pay for it i see
2: yeah i think i think we've officially reached that point but hey in the meantime <laughs> alcohol
3: yeah probably be better with weed yeah but he can't he doesn't think he can host the podcast with weed
0: well, if he no, practiced. I, can't. I did practice.
2: We used to do it all the time back in the day, and people unanimously were like, Kevin, please, for love of fuck, stop getting stoned on the show.
0: Yeah, That was a long time ago.
2: We aim to please. Oh, dude, my tolerance just gets lower and lower by the day. I'm so not cool. Young me would be so disappointed if there was a fucking crystal ball to look forward to and be like, Ah, weed makes me sleepy.
3: Be like, all right, you know what?
2: I'm going to go jump off a bridge. I can't become this. <laughs> if you
3: told young Kevin you would be an a L.A. resident and you can get all the best weed in the world that you wanted at your, at, pretty much at your fingertips, how excited would you have been at that time? Pretty excited, and-
2: but there would have been a follow-up question. Oh, I'm living in L.A. Am I making movies? It's like, uh no, you're forty and unemployed. Like, all right. Oh, how geez.
1: how do I get to that bridge?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: The CISO Hotel.
2: But hey, you know, I got you guys, I got Carl, got the
0: Puminati.
3: Which
2: get through this.
0: Um speaking of Oh the Puminati. Oh yeah? I almost forgot this, but as of today, if you go to, uh, let me, there we, I forgot to text Chris at Gone Clothing to put it into our normal uh, merch store. I'm going to do that right now. But there is a brand new t-shirt design uh, done by Alex Wilson, uh, of the Putang clan that is available on the website.
2: Yeah it's pretty dope.
0: Navy, gray, and black.
2: Yeah, they're sick. And we did a we did a Patreon pre order. Um pre sale, I guess you could call it. Yeah. And we gave we gave everybody like a week or two window to get their first stabs at it. And now it's off to you guys in free pod land. If you want to get yourself a Poo Tang clan t-shirt with a fucking sick design. What do they call that? What is Alex calling that mask?
0: It's a food dog, a food it's dog, a Japanese. Uh, yeah. It's not Japanese Chinese.
2: Yeah. Food dogs are Chinese.
0: Food dogs are Chinese.
2: And the front, we now have confirmation. So the, the, the logo is on the back, right?
0: Yeah, the logo is on the back. It's a foo dog and it says MSPH Poo Clan underneath. And then on the front, it has a. Uh,
2: like a rectangle.
0: Yeah, it's a, a reworking. Alex's reworking of the all seeing poo into an appropriate style to go with the Poo Clan theme. Now you're in for me. There was some debate on whether it was Japanese or Chinese uh symbols in it and
1: Yes,
2: we have confirmed it is a Chinese symbol. So
0: we're and not it's the Chinese symbol for diarrhea. <laughs> 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 is it really? Yes. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so there it. is a possibility I love our brand in an area uh with a high Chinese population, you may get some side eyes if you wear it in public.
2: Yeah. But who
3: gives a shit, right? It's poo gear. Yeah. I think I added a new, uh, listener. It's the Puminati.
2: from the dispensary at the gym at uh, the gym.
3: Yeah. This, this dude who I've played basketball with a bunch of times. Um, asked me, like, what my work schedule was like because I guess they have, like, 5 a.m. runs that are pretty good, so he wanted me to, like, come play basketball, like, 5 a.m. Tuesday and Thursday. Who's the fucking do.
2: psychopath? 5 a.m.? That means you have to get up at, like, 4 something.
3: Yeah. I wake up at, like, 4 a.m. now, to be honest. Man, I would
2: rather jack off into my own mouth and go back to sleep. Dude,
3: when I was living in upstate New York, my favorite... I used to play, like, so much basketball my favorite runs were like the sunday morning at 6 a.m the ymca would open up at, I think at five maybe at six and if you were there at six thirty, like you were in like an hour long line like you had to be there at like six o'clock and he was saying it's kind of similar to this la fitness he's like you get here at like five o'clock and people are standing outside the door waiting for them to open the gym but it's just i don't know it's bunch of old uh you know guys with kids with jobs who played basketball in high school college and this is like you know one of the few times in the week they can get out and and start playing um
0: kids and jobs i am sports i am (laughs) chris at gone clothing is a step ahead and remembered that i wanted it that we wanted it to go live to the general public today and it is live sick on imallgone.com slash collection slash msph it's a pre-sale but there's only going to be 25 of each color so if you Ooh. want it order it now
3: caller
1: yeah
0: so it's... anyways
3: this guy was asking my uh schedule to play basketball i was like i don't really have a schedule keep, keep going jeff writing. i gotta piss I, tell, I gotta piss so tell, bad
2: my my penis is about to pop
3: it's all good yeah go ahead i tell fart and dick jokes for a living essentially he's like what that's awesome man he's like where can i find you it's like oh mad scientist party hour and like while well, we're like we're both like kind of working out uh stretching before our workout so we're just chilling like on the mats and he actually like hit the plus sign for mad scientist party hour and i think he's gonna like Listen to our show. That's like, awesome. all our podcast
0: And look at you doing a grassroots effort to bring in more listeners, Jeff.
3: Yeah. Um, and it was not a hard sell because I do not think this guy is gonna be into our brand, but you never know.
0: You never know. There was no threatening involved or no whatever you remember. <laughs> no, it was just
3: I mean, it was just I don't know. It's 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 like I'm very proud of our podcast, obviously. Especially, but, like, how, like, much support we've gotten on Patreon and all that stuff. But it is kind of a tough sell.
0: It is. I, I mean, saying fringe makes it seem a little too, you know, uh, different. But it is not for everybody.
2: What's not for yeah. everybody? What did I miss? That was a really I good tea, ta- by the I way. I was
3: talking about, like, the guy. Like, so... The guy who invited me to basketball, he's asking my schedule because he wanted me to come early in the morning to play basketball. I was like, I don't fucking I don't have a schedule, dude. I I write about sports betting and I f- tell fart and dick jokes. Like those are my jobs. He's like, What? <laughs> he's like, Where do you do this? And I was like, just telling him Mad Scientist Party Hour and he hit the little plus sign on the Apple Podcast. So like he's subscribed and he's I think gonna listen. Fuck yeah. Um but I was just we we're just talking to Shuddy just like how like a how proud of the podcast I am, how excited about the like support and the Patreon money. But uh, on the other on the other hand, it is like a tough sell. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you guys talk about? Like, I don't know. It's, again, I, I just say fart and dick jokes because it's like easy thing to remember and like.
2: Most and it's people true. love
3: fart and dick jokes, like they do. They actually really do like them. So. And it's an
2: accurate description, but like, it, it's such a weird thing because the podcast is just about twelve years old at this point. And back in the day, when you started a podcast, it was usually this format: it was just people talking shit. And now, podcasts all have gimmicks and angles. So, like, when people are like, mm-hmm. "Oh, what's your podcast about?" It's like, well. My podcast is so old, it's when podcasts weren't about anything.
3: But the title of our podcast sounds like we have a gimmick or angle.
2: It does, and it's also incredibly hard to remember. So we really painted ourselves in a fucking corner
3: with our whole steez. See, that's not how I say it, though.
0: Because well, Why don't not- we do like what Dunkin' Donuts did and just officially change our name to MSPH?
3: Well, let's just be mad. We'll be the mad podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like like, the glory hole turned into the hole.
3: So I tell them, like, yeah. So I tell them, or I told, I told, I tell people, excuse me, like, the name predates me, and you came up with the name because you thought it was something easy for people to remember. Now no, you're saying the opposite. No, no.
2: I came up with the name because I was trying to think of something that would,
3: uh, I thought it was, like, like, be random and kind of stand out. Yeah, well, was no, kind of...
0: he was initially doing stunts on the first episodes every time, too. So that was kind of the...
2: Well, no, I mean, I I wanted it to the name to be as random as the show. I knew the show was going to be sort of directionless and basically the audio version of ADD. And I was like, what better name for a nonsensical, ridiculous podcast than Mad Scientist Party Hour? And I... Quickly became abundantly clear that when you're trying to promote your podcast, you want a name that fucking sticks, and then you're just like, "What well, was it? The fucking Mad Doctor Shit Minute? What? What the? Ah, fuck it. I'll just listen to Joe Rogan.
0: People would probably remember it if it was the Mad Doctor Shit Minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think
3: Mad Scientist Part. Of the way I explain it to people, I always thought you. You titled it that way because it was like easy to remember, and it was so off the wall that once you heard it, like, all right, like it's just like an easy combination of words as well.
2: I think we only feel that way because we've said it so many times.
3: Yeah, you're probably right. Fair enough. (laughs) Anyways, we got a new listener.
2: Well, shout out to you, new listener. Well, uh, speaking of listeners.
0: Mount voicemail, yay! Yeah.
2: Before we head over to Patreon land, why don't we chip away at some...
0: Ay! Come on! Voicemails, yay! There we go.
2: Alright. Where did we leave off? I believe we were... God damn, we have so many to get through! Fuck! I think it was this one? Let me know if this is a double.
1: Ah, shit!
5: We're back here. A little side note. Hey, Big country back here. A little side note. I feel like Jeff's favorite spooky season movie is probably Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I can picture him sitting on his couch. Little Mama sitting on the other side of the couch with her, her pussy powder. Looking up a storm, and Jeff's all. I feel like Shuddy Save a Halloween movie is probably not even a fucking Halloween movie or a scary movie. He's I mean, gonna be all technical about it, like he probably likes the Mummy with Brendan Fraser, which is I'm not on a record Halloween that movie it's the all.
0: Green Room. The Green Room. I'm on record that it's the Green Room.
2: Well, he was right about that. Where you you're you're getting it on a technicality. <laughs>
5: he is going to argue about it being a Halloween movie. Oh, yeah, you could dress up as a mummy for Halloween. Yeah, yeah, uh,
2: Not the world's best shutty impression. But, A for effort. God damn it, it keeps fucking closing on me.
1: Son of a bitch. Yeah, uh, all right,
5: love you guys.
1: Jeff, is uh, he accurate? I've seen
3: maybe 15, 20 minutes of Hocus Pocus in my life. And it went probably, as all of you guys assumed, which is me calling it gay and leaving.
1: I actually think it was,
3: like, my little cousins who put it on.
1: I'm not watching any fucking butt, Midler.
3: I don't know. That's uh, honestly Big Country. That's slightly offensive. I don't know what would make you think I would like that fucking movie. (laughs) 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 I have no idea how that would be attached to me, but whatever do you have a favorite uh, halloween movie i mean my favorite scary movie scream is that that's not a halloween movie though right no, like, is counts. there a halloween yeah movie that, I, that would count it's a okay. splash uh, all right fair enough because me and my brothers were having this conversation about like is there a difference between halloween movies and and horror movies i don't think so right okay fair enough
2: by the way, how um, is how are the discussions with House Clark going on the Christmas movie bracket?
3: Well, Chicha's first draft included Die Hard. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, this doesn't this isn't gonna work. <laughs> so I had to kind of explain that to him again. Uh, we got the first eight teams down, so the first the first ones and two seeds, but it got a little it got it became a struggle after that. And we realized that we have to watch more movies or revisit movies. Melvin put something on my radar uh, via Twitter, old school Pumanati, old school Pumanati. Shout yeah. out to Melvin. Um, saying just friends. He's like, you should consider just friends as a Christmas movie. Do you remember that movie? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Ryan
2: that Reynolds is...
3: and Amy smart,
2: right? And Ryan Reynolds is in a fat suit for some of
0: it. And Anna Faris, yeah, is his girlfriend when he gets hot. But Amy Smart is the girl he was in love with in high school when he was in the friend zone as a fat kid. See, I thought he, that's mostly correct,
3: but I thought he were Anna Faris was like a pop star that was like trying to fuck him, but he was like a music manager that was like that was his client, and she always like wanted to hook up with him. And he no, I'm pretty either.
0: sure they were together. Okay. She like freaks out over Amy, at Amy Smart.
2: It's been a minute since I've seen that movie, but I'm confident in saying that it kicks ass.
3: Yeah. I remember that. Right. When he being... said that, it kind of like made me buckle. I was like, well, wait a second. Maybe my list isn't, it could, it could use a little. Uh,
2: it does take place on Christmas, right? Cause he, he like flies home for Christmas or, or their their yes. private jet gets diverted to just happens to land in his city. Something, Something along those like ones. that, yeah. yeah.
3: Something gets them in there around Christmas, I, I believe Melvin's correct on that one. Okay, um, do
2: you guys qualify that as a Christmas movie?
3: That's what I'm saying. I got to rewatch it to to consider it.
2: All right, I'm consulting with Letterboxd. Just Hey I, I,
3: I rewatched Scrooge last night. Scrooge,
2: don't you fucking dare say anything blasphemous, you piece of fucking shit!
3: I don't know. It's not going to be a high scene. I'll tell you that. I, I didn't think it was that good. When's the last time you watched it?
2: You know what? Last year. How could you do this on the anniversary of my dad's death? Play well, the alternate title a... <laughs> on
3: Letterboxd. Wow. <laughs> you know was, what? Was your dad a big Bill Murray fan? Yeah, my that dad really isn't right.
2: My dad brought me to meet Bill Murray when I was a little kid. Talk about a super dad move. Holy shit!
3: Yeah. It, how did he... This is 19... Was, that, was through his mafia connections? <laughs> this is late 80s.
2: Bill Murray, we're talking here.
0: So, yeah. That was the height um, of the mafia. Yeah. Yep, I... your question's answered, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the info you need. B- Bill Murray owed your dad a
3: favor, huh? Wow,
2: Baron I just Novi pulled up D. Just Friends on, on Letterboxd.
0: You're Does... looking at the alternate titles?
2: No. How do you look at the alternate titles?
0: Well, I'm on the website. So that's Uh, probably, and one of the alternate titles is wild x
2: Oh, okay. I can see those now. Yeah. Um, I'm alarmed. The average rating is 2.7. It's not streaming anywhere. And the only person I follow that has it rated is Dominic who gave it a 3.5.
0: Just friends. Yeah. I don't, No, Dominic, uh, why his rating isn't showing up. But I I have seen it. I had it on on a burned DVD for the longest time.
2: Yeah, I guess since an alternate title is Wild Xmas, while visiting his hometown during Christmas, a man comes face-to-face with his old high school crush, whom he was best friends with, a woman whose rejection of him turned him into a ferocious womanizer. I don't know. I think I have to give it a revisit to really decide if it's a Christmas movie.
3: I, I think not know. I'm... It feels pretty Christmasy. If one of the if one of the subtitles or alternate titles is "Wild Christmas."
0: Yeah, I'm leaning that way. And it's rated four and a half on four and a half stars on Amazon and a 6.2 on IMDb.
2: Why are people hating? I remember this movie being funny as shit.
3: Yeah. I remember watching it several times over the course of a month. I'm a little confused here.
2: Yeah, could be rose, rose-tinted glasses. Who knows?
3: Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I gotta re-watch it to see where it fits, but there was some, I don't know, it was just we sat down, we spent like an hour and a half on this fucking thing, and we only got to like eight movies that we could all agree on.
2: Cool. And there's
3: there's there's heavy disagreement about who the one seed should be.
2: What was the discussion? Well who who are the contenders?
0: I think what they need to do is you guys need to make a documentary of this process and have a phone camera going at all times to release to the Pumanati after, after the, the bracket.
3: That is a strong idea that I will consider. And I will, I will email you back about that later. (laughs) That's an idea though. It's a strong idea. That's what I said. Um, The, 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 the one seeds I think are going to be, Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, Christmas Story, and Bad Santa. And I am strongly in the Bad Santa camp. My personal opinion is Bad Santa is the best Christmas movie ever. But my opinion is not the only one that matters here. And ultimately, it really only makes up like one-sixth of the opinions that we're going to hear on this subject. Because me and my brothers are like kind of a, you know, we're a team. And then you two and then a third have to vote on it. So I think personally Bad Santa's the best Christmas movie ever, so I gotta get I, yeah, I argued say the, it for seed the fuck. Seat.
1: They say the fuck word a whole bunch in that movie. That means it's awesome. When's the fuck you?
3: When's the last time you've seen that movie, Kevin? It's been a few years. Gotta get Carl to watch it. I wanna hear her thoughts on it. do you disagree? Where where, where are you how many Bad Santa dicks would you suck?
2: Off the top of my head, without a recent rewatch in mind, I would say it's a four dicker I feel like a lot of a lot of the movie just relied on uh, it's a Santa and he's drunk all the time and he says fuck every other word. And I was like, all right, it's a good gimmick, but wow. Okay, so what do you think the average is on Letterboxd for bad Santa, Jeff?
3: Uh cool. I have no faith in that gay ass app, so I'll go two point seven.
2: Uh, three point two.
3: I yeah. it was in the ballpark.
1: Huh? Huh? Where fuck those guys?
3: <laughs> no, nah, I mean, you know how I feel about about these fucking apps and their rankings, whether it be IMDb or
0: uh, Thunderboxy or Just Friends is streaming on the cock.
1: It is. Why isn't it showing up on the app?
0: Uh, if you click on all services, it pops up. Because I have
2: have the cock listed as one of my featured things. God damn it. And what? What what do you mean? So on your Letterboxd account, you can choose what shows up on your available streaming. I don't know why it doesn't just show everything. I don't know why you're only limited to pick like seven or eight. But um, Peacock is one of them, and it doesn't show it streaming anywhere. That's very fucking weird. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, let's plow ahead with the voicemails. Oh, looks like Big Sexy called, or Big big Sexy, Big Country called. Big again. Country.
5: Hey, Big Country back here again. Obviously, as you guys can tell, I can't. Don't have the attention uh, to man one again? single fucking phone call. I think of something every time I hang up. Um, but listening to one of your voicemails, you guys are playing about the guy and his pooping his dead story or whatever, that uh, made me think of a time that I had. Uh, I'm, I'm a big runner. Um
2: Man, I, I love a good poop story, but if you poop your pants while out on a run, that's, that's God tier. That's like Robin Quiver's best story when she shit her pants running in L.A. and a Mexican guy hosed her poopy ass off with a hose on the sidewalk.
5: I like to run that is a good one. Know, five, six, seven miles. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was on a run by my house, uh, parked my car at the gym, went into the gym, left the gym. I would start my run there, and I'd calculate my run accordingly to what I wanted to do that day, and I'd end right back at the gym. And I was about four miles into, like, my six-mile run that day. Uh, I was in the middle of a park.
1: Getting a lot
2: of details here, big sexy. There's better be a big, nope,
0: big country.
2: Big country. This better be a big poop explosion.
5: Big sexy wouldn't I, fuck this up.
4: <laughs>
5: stopped running! I was like, oh no, I gotta go. I've happened before, but usually I'll, I'll walk it off and I'll walk off for a quarter mile, half a mile, whatever, and it, it kind of goes away. And he I shit his leave- pants finished my run, and so what happened? I walked it off a little bit. I started running again, and I was fine.
2: It was a breezy Tuesday. Oh, wait, maybe it was a Wednesday. Shit, could have been a Friday. It was April. Oh, wait, was it
3: May? If he doesn't shit his pants, I don't ever want him to call back again. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> All but... Two minutes later, it comes back, and that's when I kind of knew that, like, this is the real deal. But this is not going to be one that I can I, I can run off. This
4: so at this point, I'm
5: probably about a mile away from my car, and I started my speed walk um, because if I ran, I was going to shit my pants. But if I walked too slow, I wasn't going to make it back to the car. So I had to find a hat.
2: So it says to Mabel, I says,
5: medium. Um, but nothing about this story is happy. Um, I do the hey, Kevin's not happy so far. Do you ever see those power walkers? Where they it's like a Olympic sport power walking or whatever. Uh my butt she
3: I do like watching that. My cousin actually was an Olympic power walker. Is this a different game- one
2: from who was the Olympic snowboarder?
3: <laughs> yeah, wait yeah. Uh this was, I think he I think he competed in the 92 Barcelona Olympics or he was like in the trials and got injured What year 92 like 92 the Barcelona Olympics yeah for power walking Yeah
1: We call him Cousin Pussy
3: No he's Cousin Billy actually but he actually parlayed that job into a like a a an executive position at at Nike. And what? Yeah, dude. And like his he, resume
2: was like, I can walk really fast?
3: Well, he became a shoe designer and like a Holy shoe shit. manufacturer. Like he, he like really knew. Like, he knows you know, his foot, shoes. Hell, was he in the sports 20,
0: technology? 20 kilometer or the 10 kilometer?
3: Oh, I don't know. Is there a Bill or William in there?
2: You got a lot of bills and Williams.
3: Yeah, yeah, there's two. <laughs> yeah, like both my grandparents are first name Bill uh, William. Um, I have an uncle Bill, my brother's Bill. We have a bunch of cousins Bill. Yeah, is, your, is your middle name family. Bill? No, my middle name is Michael.
2: That's probably something. Yeah, I think you're making that up. I think it's probably like is, Methuselah or like.
3: Methu- you think my my middle name is Methuselah?
2: Or like Quarble Plops or something like that.
3: Totally. God, I That's... hate your energy. I want to punch your energy in the face right now.
2: <laughs> All right, let's get back to Big Country hopefully shitting his pants.
5: Big Sexy Country. I, it, was, it was incredible. It was incredible that a human could clench their cheeks that tight. So I get about a little more than three quarters of the way to my car. Um, my car. Now I'm in a residential neighborhood, not a park. Um, I'm walking through side streets. I'm almost there. At the, essentially at the parking lot of the gym.
2: This motherfucker's gonna get cut off by the Google Voice line.
5: And, uh, it, it all it all came undone at that point. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> There's a sliv- There was a slither of wood, and by slither of wood, I mean probably about 12 to 15 feet long and about...
2: Yeah, he got cut off.
3: You gotta, I'm sure he won't call back immediately.
2: You got to get a good shitting-your-pants story in in under two minutes. Yeah. Y- even though the deadline just, is it, three minutes.
3: It doesn't take three minutes to shit your pants, man. I know it happened faster than that. <laughs> it's like mushroom experience. Like the time goes a lot slower Yeah. when you're shitting your pants. But it all it all happened inside of like probably a minute and a half, dude. All
2: right, here's here's the next part of the saga.
5: Damn, I hope he the boys, finish, but yeah. you should cut me off, man. Right when it got good, <laughs> I think I was at the patch of woods, how big it was. It was like 15 feet long, and I, I should you not, probably about four feet deep. It's like, there's not much coverage across the street from a house, actually a bunch of houses. And uh, in order to get to the back of the gym parking lot, you got to cut through that patch of wood, and uh, I uh, I went to town. There happened to be a fallen tree. I I used that in a little squatty body, sat down. Now, if you guys remember, I'm seven feet tall, so this very not
2: probably got gigantic turds. Have you guys ever pooped in the woods?
3: Yeah. I had a yes. kind of a similar situation as him. I pooped in the woods once, but I was playing basketball with my brother and I had a shit and it was, it was effectively diarrhea and I could not, <laughs> I couldn't hold it in like, cause I, I, I drove to the basketball court. So that's how old I was actually. I couldn't hold it in long enough to drive home. And I was just
2: you it was either the woods? shit
3: in my pants or shit in that woods. Like those were literally my two options. So I went and I shit in the woods and I used a few leaves to wipe it off and Yeah,
0: because shitting in your pants is never an option. Right. I feel
2: like every time you shit in the woods, I feel like most people if they're being honest, especially people that like are perhaps our age and grew up in an area where you have the woods, have pooped in them. And it's never a clean wipe. You never, like, you never take a shit and have a fresh ass. Like, sometimes it happens on the toilet. It's always the one where it's almost like the consistency of ragu. And you have to wipe with fucking leaves, and the leaves don't do anything, and... No matter how many times you wipe, there's still poo on them, and then it gets on your fingers. Now you have poo ragu on your fingers. Pooping in the woods is the fucking worst thing. I almost would rather shit my pants. I'm like, all right, I'm just kicking this can down the road. I'm gonna deal with these horrors in 20 minutes when I'm home.
3: I actually agree. I, after that experience, I, I I thought to myself, like, I should have just shit my pants. That'd have probably been better.
1: Oh, then no, I just there were fucking ants on this leaf. Yeah, I just
3: just throw my underpants and shorts out, and that's that, and I'll never think about it again. But <laughs> I I don't know. I guess shitting your pants on a basketball court I probably would I probably would have always thought about that. So maybe that's that logic doesn't hold up. But it, honestly, it was one of the worst experiences in my life. That I believe yeah. it. Yeah, I guess like non-injury related, non-like. I don't know, relationship breakup stuff like that's it, it really sucked shitting in the woods it really sucked and i'm not a camper or anything so i don't so i'm not i'm not good with the outdoors
4: all
2: right well let's see if big country can wrap this up concisely in the next 60 seconds
1: damn it it fucking closed
3: what's uh if he doesn't his next step maybe we should push his next his uh Next voicemail of the, the finale.
0: The next episode. Yeah,
5: yeah. Like it to be continued. I hope nobody saw me. To this day, I don't know. Um, uh. I came out. Uh, the first it came out like a phantom poopy, which is what I call it. Where you know, one done, one wipe, and you're done. And I was like, okay, this is gonna. Be
2: that can't be the case. That never happens. Your ass knows. It transforms your poop into ragu. Impossible to wipe.
5: Be good, and then. It continued, and it was not a phantom poopy. There we go. Um, And I'm still now a quarter of a mile away from my car, and I had no wiping utensils, uh, except I took a big oak leaf. You know those big fucking leaves that are, like, the size of a football? And uh, so I used to wipe my ass. (laughs) Told my girlfriend, now wife, that story. And I'm very surprised she did not leave me, because I pooped it's like one of those situations where if you pee next to a schoolyard, you should be counted as a sex offender or whatever. I pooped across the street from the house in a patch of wood next to a gym that had a playground where there's a kids camp. So, all right, guys.
1: It's an emergency. Shit.
2: I don't. I don't consider Big Country a sex offender because he pooped where he did.
3: What would the law say?
2: That he's a sex offender. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, we're not. Actually, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm
2: not trying to tee up for anything, Jeff.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm good here. All
2: right, let's sneak one more in, and then we'll take our leave.
1: Hey guys, it's
3: Pyro. Oh, I'm listening to an old episode, and Jeff asked. The Puma and okay. I need to weigh in, like, the Tool fans that have cats. Well, I have two dogs and no cats. And you know what? I think I'd even go harder than Shuddy. Tool fucking sucks. Like, Jesus Christ. Like Shuddy said, like, it's fucking smell your own farts, blow yourself harder bullshit. Like, I love metal. Like, I've seen that fucking concert twice. I've been Death to, Kong. like, Mayhem Fest. I love metal rock shit like that, but Tool, they can fuck off. Anywho, have a good one.
2: Man, shout out to the Death Clock reference.
3: I mean, that doesn't disprove what I'm saying, just because he has, if he had cats, then he would have liked Tool, maybe. (laughs) Right? I think that's kind of, yeah. I don't know. I think most dudes who have cats like Tool. I yeah. don't have a cat. I guess I kind of break that mold, but you know the, the
0: point was me. And Shuddy,
2: you have zero cats.
0: Zero cats. However, there has been a stray cat that <laughs> likes to hang out on the front porch these days, and the dogs are not happy about it. And the cat get the cat gives zero fucks.
3: Well, yeah, neither. we have a cat that hangs out on my porch comes up to my porch every now and then when i'm back walking little mom will just fucking run away and it's like wait you little shit what are you doing up here
0: like yesterday kick that fucking cat dog the boy parker and miles were going nuts up front i'm like what the fuck is going on and the cat's just sitting on the front porch and the dogs are snarling and barking and
2: yeah that cat knew what it was doing
0: yeah cat gave zero fucks i opened the door to make sure it was still alive because it didn't move at all Uh, And it immediately scurried away as soon as I went out on the front porch.
2: All right, everybody. Thank you guys for listening. If you need more MSPH in your life, please join the legions over at patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour. Tons and tons of excellent, excellent content being cranked out nonstop on our Patreon. And I feel like the fact that we are about to hit year number five, and the numbers just keep growing, speaks volumes to how sweet it is behind that epic paywall. I guess it's not that epic.
0: It's pretty fucking epic. You get what I'm saying.
2: The content is epic. The paywall, pretty easy to wiggle your way through. You can get past that. But yeah, check it out. Patreon.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. Uh, I apologize to everybody. It's been a fucking weird day for me been a rough patch. Um I thought I'd be able to power through, but I feel like this wasn't my strongest performance ever.
0: You always I, say that and you've always have done more than enough.
3: Yeah, dude, you're battling through some real uh real some real shit. I fucking tanked it cuz I noticed one of my articles didn't get published and I almost threw a mini shit fit and I was just like, "Wait a minute." Kevin's dealing with a lot more right now. Maybe I shouldn't overreact, but I, what I sat here. I made a bunch of shitty looks on my face. I was very angry for like a good half an hour there.
1: What the fuck happened to my expose on Hunter Biden's laptop?
3: God uh, damn you. it.
1: You know how many like stats I
3: infuse into my fucking sports writing? I spent hours on this shit and just, I forgot to check one box on one of the million internal programs we have and it just didn't get published. I was like, oh, Cool. Fuck me. Fuck me. A waste, of, waste of time. So it looks like I did nothing. I have nothing on record. I'm doing it again. I'm sorry. I, 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 I didn't have a good performance either, Kevin. And you were fucking phenomenal today. Don't put yourself down. Don't do that.
2: You know what, Jeff? I don't care for you patronizing me. I feel like the Puma is very forgiving. They know everybody has off days. We'll fucking get them next
3: week. Got them last week, yeah. too. Yeah. And don't, and, and I, don't make fun of Big Country for his off day on the voicemails. <laughs> all right. <We're> all, <laughs> all right. Just because Big Country probably ruined this episode and ruined everyone's <sighs> week. All right. Don't take it out on him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. If you want to catch that, these shows on he's got YouTube, a big seven foot body to throw in front of us. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's going to kick the shit out of you, Jeff. Right. <laughs> um, for, for people that are watching this on YouTube, youtube.com slash MadScientistPartyHour. We appreciate you. Every subscription, every like, every comment helps us with this fucking stupid algorithm system that's going on. But check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash For You get the main episode. You don't get the Easter egg. Easter egg is audio exclusive. And if you want to hear the rundown of the amazing job that Dom did for MSPH Wrestling... Fourteen. Yep. Jingle bells brawl. Nope. Jingle. No. Come on. Jingle. Think. B- Jingle bell brawl. Nope. Jingle balls brawl. Yep. There we go. Yeah. Um, all the results and all that stuff is gonna is in the Easter egg. So if you're listening to the audio podcast, catch it after the end theme. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Kraft.
3: At Shuddy Boy. At Jeff for Records.
2: And at MSPH Podcast. Jeff, where can people check out your sports betting podcast?
3: Uh, it's Kick Bets with Jeff Clark. Easy to find, easy to remember. So check that out. Doing pretty well in the NFL after... Actually, I've been struggling mostly in the NBA, but I've been killing it in the NFL uh, recently. Had a had a great November, great start to the December. So hopefully, I can finish this season strong and... Make you guys some money, so check it out. kick that's the Jeff Clark.
2: Do it up. And we will catch you next time.
1: But until next time, something! Bleepity, bloop, blop, bleep, blop, blop, blop. Huh. Oh, man. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Yeah,
0: and special teams finally fucking actually did something productive.
2: What's up, you noodle ploppers?
0: Not much, you dingle sucker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ew. <Daryl.
2: sighs> oh, is that why you told me to wear a red shirt, Shuddy?
0: Yeah, because Jeff and I both have red shirts on. That's. Yeah want you to match you don't have any red
2: no i i try to avoid red and green they they both somehow make me look insanely pasty like pastier than this if you can imagine
3: that's weird I I, i don't even have like colors that i notice are good for me or that i avoid i mean i like purple i like dark blue but i don't think anything makes me look bad or pasty.
2: Yeah, I gotta go maybe with...
3: everything does. I just grade them all equally.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I stick with black, blue, or white. Everything so else, I, I kind of look like a fuck face.
3: I figured, like... Oh! With your love of death metal, like, red would be one of your one of your colors. I mean... I mean, obviously black, but, like, maybe red, too.
2: The, the, like, brief splinter of time where I actually had a tan, I could rock red then. It didn't make me look like a pasty bitch, but holy shit. My my normal skin, you pair that up with a red or a green shirt, and I'm translucent.
3: You going try to get your tan back?
2: Nah. Then it just gives me more freckles and Ages you quicker, you know. I'm gonna try. Speaking of, I'm
3: true. I feel like vitamin D helps to you stay young.
2: Only if you take it in the ass. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm gonna close these fucking blinds real quick. Speaking of pasty,
3: maybe I should try
0: try some vitamin D. He meant dick, Jeff. He meant dick.
2: Shit's making me look like a chode.
3: Ah, I still look like a and chode. Vitamin D's just what I need.
1: <laughs> oh fucking give it to me. From both ends.
3: Oh wow. A little vitamin D spit roast? That would really make me healthy. <laughs> Are you getting it, roped into any Christmas shit by Carl?
2: No, she's not a big Christmas celebrator.
3: Whoa. Speaking of red, red flag. Oh, what is what's she, Jewish? Business, what's, <laughs> what's her beef with Christmas? It's the fucking most wonderful time of the year.
2: I mean, without getting too deep into things, it was always just her and her mom. So it was never like this big family day full of magic. It was just, you know, another day. So never really did much for her growing up, I guess.
3: She can come over to the Clark household to watch basketball with us. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm sure that would really get her into the Christmas season.
2: Yeah, she's like, all right, maybe Christmas isn't that bad.
1: Can we watch the Grinch like five hundred times? TV
3: for nine hours.
1: Human fecal matter.
3: It's the fucking kind of Christmas I want to celebrate. Blood. I broke my three-week losing streak in sports betting.
0: Well, that's good. Let me tell you, you.
3: the losses were getting financially and mentally crippling. It. (laughs) I started to reach my breaking point and. I gamble enough to where I have a pretty high pain threshold. And I was like, oh no, do I got to take the rest of 2022 off? But I rallied. I had a nice fucking week and I'm ready to close this year out strong with my dick in the boogie's ass.
1: I had to fucking ask OutKick if I could have my next decade's pay forwarded to me.
3: <laughs> Seriously, yo, you guys you guys are still matching that 401k, right? I got, I might need to hit that a little early.
1: You think you guys could start matching it 200%? <laughs> uh. Just
3: ask Uncle Rupert for some money.
2: Man, I think I've taken like 14 poopies today.
3: Yeah, I had a big poop weekend myself. Ate pretty ate pretty poorly. But I mean, I guess that's par for the course. Nothing nothing that out of the ordinary. How how much longer did your guys' night continue after
0: MSPH wrestling? I pretty much just I went closed upstairs. my computer and went to sleep. Yeah. I luckily was able to fall asleep. Then I woke up at like six a.m. and was wide awake, but I had fall didn't fall asleep until after two a.m. So I was, so then I ended up crashing back out at like seven thirty until eleven a.m. Oh. But yesterday was tough. Yesterday was tough.
2: Oh, I believe it. <laughs> I uh. <clears throat> Well, yeah, because, I mean, it ended, what, around, like, 8.30-ish or 9?
3: So, midnight for him.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I had about four beers. I didn't go too hard.
3: Yeah. Shuddy. Shuddy had a milestone performance at MSPH Wrestling and fucking whooped my ass, too. Yeah. Definitely on some PEDs. <laughs> I'm calling it a quiet want- I want him piss-tested after that that match, let me tell you.
2: Well, while we're in the Easter egg, we can just go over the results real quick.
3: Meh. Nah. Ah. I don't fucking care. Ah. I'm over MSPH wrestling. They fucked me long enough.
1: Yeah,
2: well, uh, the abridged version for people who didn't watch. First match was a first blood match for the MSPH Hardcore TV Championship. Blaine Voorhees won, uh, retaining his champion title against the missionary DeWitt. DeWitt. Uh, Eight-man battle royale with Fonzo versus Throbby Lawler versus Guy in a Buffalo versus Thunderwolf versus Dom versus Twisted Texan versus Seek versus Alex. (sighs) And Alex Wilson won it all. Strong performance from Sir Alex Wilson. Uh, The fatal four-way match for the MSPH Women's World Championship was Feline Mob versus Gen T versus Lil Mama versus Chelsea, a.k.a. The Gypsy. And Chelsea retained her uh, MSPH Women's World Championship.
3: Man, she came in like a fucking tornado in MSPH wrestling. Yeah. I think it's all wins for her.
2: Yeah. Um, then we had a fatal four-way steel cage match for the MSPH Canadian Championship with not a single Canadian in sight. Is that correct? Uh,
3: I think there was one,
0: right?
2: Canada Goose th- versus Bonesy versus Boochies versus Arts.
0: Bonesy and Boochies are both Canadian. Yeah, oh, yeah what they are, are you talking about? Okay. I, th- I think... I thought you that know, was the he,
2: setup for it. That was like the big joke. There's no Canadians in it.
0: No, the joke no, The was big joke there was is only one non-Canadian. And and he had the belt. He was the Canadian champion.
2: Yeah, and he kept it. Arts. <laughs> Arts from Palm Springs, California, retains the MSPH Canadian Championship. Go figure.
3: Probably the best Canadian any of us now.
2: <laughs> um, the Elimination Chamber match. Jean-Pierre Frenchy versus Big Sexy versus Chief Brody. Versus Happy Smokes versus T Bone versus Spat, and the winner, Chief Fucking Brody. Oh Jesus Christ! He was can... In rare form on that Zoom call we had,
0: he sure was
2: Just screaming his fucking lungs out at everybody. Um. Oh my God! And then the tag team elimination match for the MSPH Women's Tag Team, Pooping Kathy and Carl. Versus the Disciples of Darkness. Who were they again?
0: Uh, Was it Curvy Beer CBG Girl? CBG and Red Rage. Who? CBG and Red Rage.
2: Gotcha. And uh, I don't know how she's feeling about it because she has no idea that it happened and I'm never going to tell her. Pooping Kathy and Carl fucking won. Uh, so that'll be our little secret, Okay.
0: Why are you not telling her? She's a
3: champion. Well, wait, that was for a belt, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, She's not a huge fan of MSPH wrestling. And if she knew she got paired up with Poop and Kathy, she'd be very bummed out.
3: All right. Not a big fan
2: of Poop stuff, despite dating me for almost two years.
3: (laughs) Carl, you little Grinch. You little (laughs) shit Grinch. (laughs) Um...
2: Where does that leave us? Oh, the six-man ladder insanity match. Down Undertaker versus Ginger and Juice versus Boognish versus Bill Jackson Jr. versus Pete versus Fat Dog Collar. And eking out a win, motherfucking Pete! Shout out to you. Then the traditional tag team match for the MSPH Tag Team Championships. Shuddy Boy and the Dragon Jeff Clark. Versus the delivery drivers, and you guys just eating a big bag of shit in front of the entire Puminati and losing to the delivery drivers
0: on purpose. Yeah, you yeah, sure. took a dive. I took a fucking dive. I didn't want to be paired up with him, and I was not going to be responsible for putting another belt on that bitch's waist. All right. So How much did they pay you to on take your that back dive? Like a fucking scoundrel. And then I beat you like a dog.
3: <laughs> yeah, you did. That's fair. But but spoiler, he's going to get to that.
2: Yeah. Um then it came to my match, the Falls Falls Count Anywhere match. Oops. Uh for the MSPH Inter- Intercontinental Championship, Kevin Spears craft Dom made <laughs> made my Britney Spears variant. I like how I, I got a Britney Spears costume from my infamous Instagram video, but I still have facial hair in it. I think I'm locked into that look, right? Since the servers got taken down?
0: I think so. I, I'm not 100% sure.
2: But I I, I, got a, I got a rare fucking win whooping Magnum P.I. deep voice Mike's ass, which does not happen often, as we all know. Um... And then the no-holds-barred match for the MSPH World Heavyweight Championship with Psychological versus Shawnee Killface. Shawnee Killface, or no, Shawnee Razorface, excuse me. Shawnee Razorface retains his championship title, defeating Psychological, which brought us to the 30-man Royal Rumble match. Always an entertaining match, always a crowd pleaser because it's got you know all of the real humans that you know and love paired up with all the nonsensical creations, including the winner, Shrap Metal, just drilling his way through everybody. And then since everybody at the end of the night was fucked up and wanted more, Dom set up a backstage brawl between Shuddy Boy and V-neck Jeff Clark, and the winner via superkick, Shuddy Boy. Not a great Ouch. night for the dragon.
3: I was wearing my nice Sunday clothes, no. and this guy comes and starts to fight with me. I didn't. I wasn't in my usual dragon tights. I need to pump up music. I gotta talk to. I gotta actually just have like a sit down with the commissioner about how he's running things. It's been. It was atrocious. What a terrible end of MSPH wrestling. Well, you know what, Jeff, For me,
0: if you don't like it, you can do like Hulk Hogan did after he had to put over the Ultimate Warrior and go somewhere else. Yeah, go, go to, to another, another promotion. Go to an inferior promotion. Go for it.
3: I'm going to the fucking two climate of minds podcast, and we're going to start our own goddamn wrestling.
0: And then in a few Leap. years, MSPH wrestling will absorb you back into into the <laughs> fold, and you'll be yeah. past your prime, and you won't be able to do anything about it. So go waste your good years. Yeah, your so your good, good years, a whole Jeff. Of shit anymore.
2: Uh, You guys are a little quiet. Hold on a second. Let me turn you guys up.
3: Figure out. God's sakes, turn me up.
1: Turn my bass up.
3: I got no snare in my headphones.
2: It'd be helpful if you guys also conversed.
0: Oh, you want us to talk while you're trying to adjust our levels? Hey.
3: If you
2: wouldn't mind. If you wouldn't mind.
0: Big signing for Philadelphia Phillies today.
3: Uh Shuddy. Trey Turner. Shortstop. Yeah, he could
0: play. He does these cool little slides. I you know base the amount of money that um uh baseball players make is absurd and that baseball teams have to spend. Like how are they fucking profitable?
3: I mean a lot of money in concessions, these regional TV deals. Like it's, it's, and it's the only sport for like three or four months. Like they actually do really well with like in-game attendance, even though like every game isn't sold out.
2: All right. Looks like you guys are boosted, sounding good, looking good, you motherfuckers.
0: Nice. How cool is this fucking shirt? I love it.
2: That's pretty sick.
0: I think
3: bitch ass Paul had the same shirt though. But his was black, not red.
0: Paul has good taste. Maybe we should stop calling him bitch ass.
3: (laughs) That's not gonna happen, sir. (laughs) That is not gonna happen.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
4: it wet trillion.
3: Crawfish and shrimp. It's a tofui. Speaking of which, I'm fucking hungry. It's going to be a tough one. It's be a tough podcast. Just sitting here with this this famished feeling in my body.
0: I'll be alright, though. I uh, I had some frozen Purdue chicken nuggets and frozen and French fries for lunch. Uh, I have a. For some reason, I decided that after we record, I'm actually going to cook dinner.
3: Wow. What are you making?
0: Chicken rice and broccoli. So the chicken's thawing on the counter. Bam. I
1: put
3: the
0: chicken cutlet between between my ass
2: cheeks to warm it up.
0: Uh, I literally almost never do it. Sucks, right? I hate cooking. Me too. Not the cooking part that I have a problem with. I fucking love cooking. It's the cleaning up that I have a problem with. I hate it.
2: I don't know. I think cooking is for bitches.
0: That's just because you can't do it.
2: That's true.
3: I, I put together a little chicken dinner every week for me and
0: I, You know, some additional Patreon content should be me and Kevin on a Zoom call in the kitchen mm-hmm. and me making something and talking Kevin through it yeah gotcha. so somebody who barely knows what he's doing, trying to teach someone who doesn't know what he's doing
2: and is also incredibly stupid to boot on top of it.
3: I'm just envisioning the scenario where that's the uh Billy Madison and Eric um uh, little <laughs> yeah. and, Kevin and like we can start with... on fire and you're laughing and jumping up and down and
0: clapping oh. <laughs> We can start with something simple, and each time get a little more difficult. <laughs> All right, today we're going to be doing a baked Alaska. <laughs> yeah, doing a fucking quiche today. <laughs> Both things I've never even attempted to make.
3: What's the most exotic thing, or the I guess the hardest thing you've you've attempted to make?
0: I mean, the What's most the hardest thing you've completed. The most difficult thing to make, as far as. The amount of work it takes is stuffed shells. Okay. Um, I mean, like I said, I'm. I'm not. I don't get too too fancy. I know what I can cook, and I stick. I stay in my lane. Uh, and I Whoa. tend to stress everybody else in the house when I'm cooking a big meal because, as we get closer to everything being done, I get more and more frantic, and moving. No move faster and faster so it sounds like i'm slamming shit around and it's just because i'm running around in 12 different directions um i know i think we found a
3: weakness you're not good
0: under pressure are you sometimes i am sometimes i'm not and fair enough
2: Shadi, can i have record permission please
0: yes I'm. Um, thank you for remembering
2: It's my role as the super smart guy.
0: Oh, well, I just almost clicked remove, not allowed to record political files.
4: Recording
2: in progress. Woo! All right, we got uh, a 20-minute Easter egg. Banked. Ready to roll when you guys are.
0: I'm ready to roll.
3: From Los Angeles, California, we are the Mad Scientist Party Hour.